Hey there, it's December. It's a long December, to quote Adam Duritz of the Counting Crows. It feels like uh, time is kind of frozen. This year has been such a profound trip. It's um, comforting to know that we're still doing this and hanging together, and I thank you for uh, checking out the show here. And if you haven't, be sure to subscribe. And uh, today, talking to an old friend, Sam the Cooking Guy, I actually catch him right before he was about to shoot his big YouTube show, which now has over over 2 million subscribers. It's crazy. But uh, Sam and I have a long history together in San Diego, and now he's a, uh, well, he's an international star. And it's cool, because, you know, I'm genuinely happy for the guy. Celebrate the guy. And, uh, you know, there, there are times in life where you might look at someone else's success and get jealous or envious of it. Never the case here. I, uh, I like to support and lift my friends. And uh, Sam has also been a great support to me over the years. Anytime I've called, uh, he's always lended an ear and uh, been a good dude just about life advice he's got a couple of years on me and uh certainly more more successful in the world of media so uh i I definitely look up to the dude consider him yeah i I don't really consider him a mentor per se (laughs) i wouldn't want to inflate his ego anymore but uh, i certainly look to him as somebody who uh, gives me guidance or keeps me on my path even more so, just keeps me motivated. I look what he's doing and I'm like, man, I need to step up my game a million fold. Before we get to Sam, it's funny, the sponsor here tried to get Sam to come by and do a demo. Uh, the sponsor being March and Ash, a uh, premier cannabis dispensary here in San Diego. Sam was all in. He was going to go in and do like a food demo, like a munchies food demo for the staff and uh, customers of March and Ash. But after Sam took it to uh, people that he works with in in advertising and that help him monetize his platforms, they were like, no, uh uh-uh. You you are no longer San Diego Sam the Cooking Guy. You're an international talent. And there are different laws, regulations, and more importantly – viewpoints or views when it comes to the subject of cannabis and as Sam is growing his empire he needs to be very careful about especially when you consider the cancel culture that we work in and live in today now he doesn't subscribe to that but he's got to keep his eye on the ball and keep his narrative the same and venturing off could put him in a uh, precarious position so that being said while he supports March and Ash, he, he was not able to go down and uh, do a little demo. So, marchandash.com, you can uh, do the delivery thing, curbside pickup, or visit him in store. Mission Valley, coming soon to City Heights, also up in Vista and out in Imperial County. Also want to thank Baja Bound Mexican Auto Insurance, heading south of the border. Uh, hook it up. They'll insure all your personal belongings. They've been in business since the early 90s. And uh, it's really the only place to go. I've got a lot of friends who use them who have since taken up residence in Mexico and, uh, and needed insurance. I also have buddies who venture down there to surf. They hook it up, Baja Bound, every time. 
or uh, people who do business down there, whatever the case is, if you're venturing south of the border, BajaBound.com. It's a one-stop shop. You can print out your policy, I'd say in minutes. It's like seconds, and it's a lot better than pulling off the freeway and going into some random shop next to a 7-Eleven or Arco. And finally, this is kind of big. You know, we're talking to Sam the Cooking Guy here, and I actually have a, a new food restaurant sponsor. <laughs> I couldn't be more excited. I've synced up yet again. It's like coming full circle here with my friends over at Sombrero's Mexican Food. Javier Sr., Jr., the crew. I couldn't love Sombrero's Mexican Food anymore. Sombrerosmex.com. You get all the locations, the menu up there, catering. They can do the drop-off or, you know, you know the deal. Drive-through. They're built for this lockdown. Sombrero's Mexican Food. They've been powering my family for, for decades, my kids. I mean, it's just, it's a household name. Yeah. What do you guys want? Sombreros? <laughs> and then my daughter, what's her order? She gets the, the kids bean and cheese burrito with no cheese, just a bean burrito, side of fries, and a lemonade. My son, he gets the carne asada fries or the California burrito because he can. And, and then I usually get a bean and cheese burrito or a handful of tamales. All right, Sam the cooking guy, I'm starting to get hungry, who I actually joined in the kitchen cutting up garlic. It was for a uh, recipe he was doing, but I was convinced it was for vampires. <laughs> All right, let's pick up with Sam here cutting garlic in his kitchen. Some insane uh, cremini mushrooms to go along with it. So you're chopping garlic and not fending off vampires? No. No, no vampires. Well, I got a lot. I've got this. The marinade for this recipe is like 10 big fat cloves. So I don't think a, gar a, a vampire would want to walk into the room right now. <laughs> but that's not the express uh, intended use for this. So you're uh, you're living in uh, Little Italy now with your better yeah. half, but you still right. have your your home where you shot the show and you continue to shoot the show. It's basically yeah. a set for you now. Is that kind of how you're using it while your boys live uh, there? I understand. Yeah, yeah, sort of. You know, here's the thing. Kelly and I are decided we wanted to try and experiment and see what we thought about uh, living somewhere else. Yeah. Know? Uh, kids are grown. They don't need us. And, and uh, we floated the idea to a couple of friends and, and they were like, what? You want to, you want to live downtown? Don't you want to go like towards the beach or someplace? something quieter and scale back a little bit. And I went, Oh, we've definitely scaled back, but no, we don't want to go to, I don't know, like, uh, like some old folks area. Delmar. Definitely, definitely <laughs> getting, get definitely getting up there, getting older, but no, we want fun. Yeah. And, and de you know, well, apart from the fact that it's COVID and nobody can really do very much, uh, it's an ideal place to live in little Italy. Hell yeah. What's it like going back to the house, though? Is it always like kind of a chore or do you look forward to it because it's uh, where you shoot? Yeah, I always look forward to it. It's fun to come back. And, and I like, we, you know, we three of us shoot the show. Max, my son, Chance, uh, that does runs a second camera and does some of the editing. And, you know, uh, and we really I really like what I do. 
Uh, Max really likes what he does. Chance is a, a, a fun, important part of this. We share the same work ethic. Now, who's Chance now? Is, is that a, a friend of your son's or is that another son? I don't know all your kids' names. Oh, no. Chance is, uh, is an employee. Okay. That uh, that shoots, that edits, and does lights, and you know that kind of stuff. So, Got it. Okay. So uh, yeah, no, he's become a, he's honestly sort of become part of the family, and we all like what we do. We get excited about it, and it's always like um, it's like not really working. There's seldom a time that we go, oh shit, we don't want to shoot today. I get it. Yeah, yeah. We dig it, and that's you know I, one of the things I preach to you know to you and to people when I talk about uh, what they do and how they do it. I said, it, it doesn't really matter what you do as long as you like it, because if you like it, you're going to, you're going to do it better and it won't be like working. And that's the goal. Yeah. If you have to work, you might as well work at something that you enjoy rather than something that uh, you, you really don't like. Yeah. Then it's a fucking, then it's a fucking chore. It's know? the worst. And, and when you're working with people that you respect and, and that's you exactly love, right. that's a whole nother trip. I mean, you're working yeah. with your boy. That's yeah. uh, what's it like working with your son? That's something we've really never talked about in the past. What's it's, that like? Um, it's great. We're now at a point where it's great. We do have a uh, similar opinionated style about us. Mm -hmm. We both want the same thing, which is great uh, episodes. But there was a while that we spent arguing with each other about how to do it. Interesting. And we've made our way through that. We we had like some horrible arguments before, horrible uh, about it. And it was difficult, and we've both grown. We both figured out that we're 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 running in the same direction. Right. Let's just figure out how to get there. That we both get to do. Uh, we both get these things ending up the way that we want them to end up. And so now I can honestly say it's a it's a, a pleasure uh, being able to work with him. And they say like you can't shouldn't work with family that kind of stuff. And, and there was moments when I think both of us would have looked at each other and went, "Yep, that's a true statement. You shouldn't work with family." <laughs> but we're now at that point where we're like, "Yeah, we're uh, I think we could consider us uh, one of the the family groups that uh, figured out how to make it work." I love that. That makes because it does so take thinking. Yeah, yes. and communication, yeah. and it's a yeah, whole that's different. Exactly right. So, are you guys like business partners, or does he work Absolutely. for you? Yeah. Okay, nope. so it's not a situation yep. where it's like he's working for dad. You guys are no, business partners. Not. That's right. We're absolutely partners in this, and and uh, so everybody's got a say, and and uh, I love it. Uh, uh, celebrates in the success or the failures. You know, you take it the way it is, but but we're all both responsible for this and we take it seriously. So I was tripping the other day. There was a, there was like an article that came out on Buzzfeed talking about YouTube personalities and this whole breakdown as to how this person in particular, this woman was making a living off of YouTube. And yeah. uh, in the title, it was how to make a living off of YouTube with a half a million subscribers. And, and right. immediately I was like, Whoa, my homie Sam has four times plus that amount, <laughs> and I, I it just got me really thinking that you really have built a YouTube empire with your son and well, uh, look, it's, your here's team. Here's the thing. Uh, yeah, look, we're we're we've worked hard to get um, to get the subscriber base where it is, but more importantly, 
that I mean, that was never the goal. The goal wasn't let's just get a lot of subscribers. The goal was always let's just put out the best content that we can. Realizing not everybody's going to dig our style, and that's fine. There's all kinds of different styles out there, but we wanted people to be uh, tuning in because they like what was there. So uh, we worked under the belief that if we built it in a way that people enjoyed, then they would come and they would watch and they would tell their friends. And that's what's what's happened. What's interesting about YouTube that, that people don't necessarily understand is a big subscriber base uh, doesn't necessarily make you money. You don't make any money, not a cent, from having a thousand subscribers or, or a million subscribers. It's views. If people don't watch your content, you're not going to make any money. Right. So the goal needs to be giving people, you know, stuff that they want. But this is the same thing, Chris, that I did when I was back on uh, channel uh, uh, six, when it was a Fox station here, you know, almost 20 years ago. Uh, I would shoot, uh, the station would come to the house, they'd shoot a few episodes, uh, they'd go back, they'd edit them, and then I'd go to the station and watch them to make sure That's they were right. right. I remember there was, that. There was times when I would sit there and I would say, um, hey, we need to change this. Uh, I, I didn't, ex I explained it, but you cut that part out and they're like, ah, they're not really time. Or, uh, yeah, if I take, if I take that out, then I have to take out, if I put that in, then I got to take out something funny or entertaining. And I go, look, honestly, the heart of what I'm doing, it's a, they're cooking segments and I want people to watch, understand what I'm doing and be able to make it. Yes, I want them to be entertained, entertained, yeah. but I think there's enough of what I do to, to take care of that. Great. I care about people getting what's going on, and I still do. You know, uh, somebody said to me years ago, if you just keep your customer, whoever that is, whatever business you are, at the front of your mind, it, things will take care of themselves. So if you chase subscribers, uh, you probably won't get there. Uh but if you chase, if you're in pursuit of great entertainment, quality content, uh, then people will come for that and hopefully stay. You're and so in right. our case, they seem to stay and, and tell their friends. And that's that's what we want. But you can't, you know, I spoke to a class years ago um, at a school, high school, of 11th grade kids. And these are the very first uh, people in their families tracking to go to college. This is a special group of kids that were just uh, all very bright going um, you know uh, presumably all going to go to college and nobody else in their families had and at the end of it I, i'm taking you know we're answering some questions and uh, talked to this one kid and, and i say what do you want to do when you get you know, older and he goes uh, i don't care i just want to make a lot of money and i said well let me tell you why that's flawed thinking because if that's what you're chasing you're not going to never and he just looked at me like what do you mean i want to make a lot of money i was like you got to focus on something, man. That's just like a blank statement that doesn't make any sense. If you focus on something that you really like, you're going to do it better than the guy beside you, and you're going to do it well, and that will get people uh, paying attention to you or promoting you, you know, that kind of thing. thousand percent. You, you got to do that. So it's what you focus on that makes a difference. For my best YouTube advice for somebody starting up, don't focus on the numbers. Focus on your content and try and give people something that's interesting, that's hopefully unique, that they can, that they'll want to see and 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 be part of. 
And I am curious when it comes to where you are right now. Now, I would never ask for numbers. A, it's none of my freaking business, and I think it's pretty low class when people do. But that being said, I am curious, though, when you have hit the status you have hit on YouTube, do you feel like it's is it life changing numbers without asking about numbers? You know, I, I, yeah, uh, it's they're they're great numbers. You know, we're happy. We're working hard. This is not. Uh, have you seen these uh, numbers before in the past in in traditional media and other things you've dipped into? You know what? But you see, I can't. It's hard for me to make that comparison because, you know, I, I local television pays like nothing. Right. I mean, look, if I, I suppose if I was a, uh, uh, an anchor on the local, uh, evening news, uh, you know what, only Fox uh, here and, um, KUSI have evening news sort of like, nah, no, that's not sure everybody does, but the other guys have the big national shows right. uh, attached to them. So I, I, I've heard that those guys and even guys in radio, traditional traditional media that way used to make a uh, tons of money correct that being said i don't think that's the same anymore i don't know not even but close. i can tell you what i did in television you didn't get me rich uh sort of paid a few bills not very many of them um i even had a series on discovery's health channel that um paid okay but i wasn't getting rich off of that and then yep. that required you know like a, a significant crew and when i say significant i'm shooting i'm looking at the other two people i'm going to shoot within a few minutes uh a, you know um the discovery thing there was about a dozen of us and then we had to take the finished product and send it to a, a studio up in la for color correction yeah. and audio sweetening and, and stuff like that so by the time that whatever we made, we started chopping out, you know, a dozen salaries and, and stuff like this. Really, nobody was getting rich. So right. I don't think it's until you get to syndication kind of uh, point, that kind of thing. I'm sure Guy Fieri makes a, you know, an awful lot from his, right. his series. And he should. He works hard. He's super popular. People love him. And and uh, and that's good. But, uh, but no. But, you know, look, one of the things that I like about what I do is that it's really varied. One day I'm shooting this stuff. Uh, I do stuff at the restaurants. Um, other days, um, uh, you know, my cookbook came out a couple weeks ago. Um, just agreed to another one from the same publisher that will not come out for a while. But uh, but there's that. You know, um, I'm You're doing a collaboration, dude. Uh, yeah, thanks. I'm doing a collaboration with Doghouse. You know Doghouse? I do, but uh, tell me more. Elaborate. They do a thing. They do a uh, a chef collaboration a few times a year, like two or three or something. And a chef, an outside chef, presumably someone that people will know, hopefully, um, will design a dog or a burger for them. Um, they sell it, and uh, the chef doesn't make money, but uh, like a buck from every one that they sell goes to a organization called no kid hungry which is which is a, a great uh, charity so oh, that's awesome so you're so gonna be fun. one of the featured just, chefs uh yeah so uh, i'll be i'll be a, a thing uh, the guy for january to march yeah a hot dog a hot dog we're calling me mr miyagi it's a japanese-esque <laughs> style dog with uh crispy tempura and onions and whatever on it it's really good 
Now um, I am now I know you have to cruise and you're about to shoot for again this YouTube. I'm just so fascinated by the whole you coming from as you know traditional media. The yeah. whole the whole YouTube model just fascinates me, and it's something that I've never really tapped into. And I'm curious. So once you hit this elite status that that you've hit, are you part of like a special group? Does YouTube reach out to you personally? No, you get a you get a a, a plaque, like a like a a plaque with a big uh, YouTube button on it when you hit a million, <laughs> and then I think you get one at ten million. But that doesn't get you anything no. other than a plaque. But they don't right? reach out like, hey, Sam, it's so it's Gurgi or what, Sergio from YouTube. And I just want to tell you, you're crushing. It's nothing, it's no, nothing they, like you get a, I think you get a letter saying it's going to come and congratulations. And, you know, you've been working hard to get to this point. And, and, and certainly, you know, you have. I mean, uh, but uh, but uh, no, that's <laughs> no. But I guess what you get is what, you know. My very first book, my um, my editor said, um, uh, sorry, my literary agent, and I always feel so affected when I say that, but that's who said it. No, my it's literary awesome. agent said to me, um, "You're not going to get rich off a off a book, you know. I mean, less luck if you're, you know, a president coming out of the White House, then yes, but." regular generally regular people don't get rich off a book but he goes you'll be surprised at the doors it opens for yeah so the youtube subscriber numbers when they get big also do that you know people go uh so you've been on youtube and you know how many subscribers you have and we say you know i was getting we're within you know a couple weeks of hitting two and a half million damn and that that wakes people up because now you're you've got a number that's bigger than you know most cities in the country yeah that's just insane and then i wonder but the cool part the cool part for us is that we've always we've always made it so that it wasn't san diego centric yep. so that our stuff would appeal to somebody in you know london or uh, perth or sydney or you know uh, bangkok that's the cool part of it you can really affect some kind of a change or or get people thinking or doing or whatever or cooking and they don't have to be next door. They can be wherever. And I run into people that say, hey, I miss you on TV. Uh, what's up with that? And you go, well, we haven't shot new TV for like six years. It's just YouTube now. And some people, a guy said to me, went, oh, I'm sorry. And it, honestly, Chris, I don't know if he said, I'm sorry that you're not on TV or I'm sorry you're on YouTube. And I didn't bother explaining that it was a different world no. and that made sense. And That's you're wasting your time in that convo. Wasting your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, thousand percent. Hey, did you hear yeah. Howard, by the way? Stern. We're both Stern fans. Yeah, yeah. Five more years. A five year deal with Sirius XM. How awesome is that? Yeah, that's good. Gives this old guy friggin' hope. Like, hey, I still have a shot. Yeah, I can it? keep going. Yeah, and no, uh, I'm with you. Absolutely. And uh, he's now, like 67. I know. That's what I mean. And you look amazing, by the way. I, you know, obviously I keep score and check you out online and uh, you're looking healthy, dude. You're looking sharp. You did a video with your wife. I remember where she was show she was showing off her legs. I couldn't believe it. Dude. <laughs> I don't know that that's true. I said uh, we were watching something. I don't know some news or something. I don't know what we're watching. And somebody referring to somebody older. They went, "Well, you look fantastic." I said, "You know, whenever they say that, that means you're old." 
I don't want anybody looking at me going, you look great. Thank you, Chris. Now (laughs) I've got that in my head. Now I have to go shoot right now with that in my head. No, but I just wanted to tell you, you look good and your wife has great legs. Thanks. My wife looks great. That part we will both agree on. All right, homie. Keep doing what you do. Thanks, thanks for man. thanks for the insight and thanks for chatting. You know, I always Not appreciate my pleasure, it. Always. And uh, always. yeah, we'll be in touch. Thanks, Chris. Okay. All right, bud. See Peace. You, yeah, bye. And there he goes. A quick little chat with our boy Sam, the Cooking Guy. Be sure to check him out on YouTube. And uh, obviously, he's got a new book, as he mentioned. Hunt that down, or visit one of his three now restaurants in the San Diego area. It started with Not Not Tacos down in Little Italy. It's got another spot down in a Seaport Village. Gray's also in Little Italy. So uh, I'll get all the uh, information, throw it up in the blog so I get all the names, locations, and contact points right. And uh, be sure to, to support his operations during the pandemic. Uh, he mentioned that he is doing the to-go, the to-go scene, and that is obviously... Um, a sketchy scene for a lot of restaurant owners and operators having to pivot. But I will say this from a dude who uh, has had to pivot uh, many times in his life, especially the last 10 to 13 years or so, uh, just uh, hang in there. It does get better. I promise you that when, when you feel the lowest and the most hopeless, know that uh, tomorrow is a new day. I know that sounds uh, or could sound rather trite, but uh, there have been times even during this pandemic where I've experienced tremendous lows or been just riddled with anxiety and uh, just ride it out, recognize it, ride it out and know that tomorrow is a new day. Okay. Until next time, be well and uh, safe. Be well and be safe.